You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Show Ryan Jenkins, who has a podcast himself R- called what? the Craniacs Podcast. Traitor! It's a uh, it's a, a, a podcast uh, dedicated to Frasier, the show Frasier. Oh, he those and, type uh, of Craniacs. Oh man, I can't remember what his co-host name is. I'm sorry, Ryan, but I'm giving you a plug right now. Miles. Uh, the Craniacs Podcast. They talk about an episode of Frasier every week. Uh, I think it's just an episode every week. And uh, if Free you're, plug. If you're a Frasier fan, you should check that out. Who isn't a Frasier fan? <clears throat> Uh, Everybody I loved like that show. Back in the day. I never watched the show. Never got the. Never watched the show. I watched Cheers. If they, they go back and talk about Cheers. <laughs> I think, I think I there's think... already a podcast for that. Man, mm, sorry, it's already that been taken. <laughs> there's only one uh, movie podcast, and that's ours. <laughs> and there's one uh, Frasier podcast, and that's Ryan's. <laughs> the Cliff Clave Claven cast. <laughs> Man, I blew Jenna's mind the other day when I told her that uh, uh, Jeffrey Ratzenberg. No, what's that guy's name? John Ratzenberg. John Ratzenberg. I was getting confused. He's a voice in every Pixar film. In every Pixar film. Uh I was like, The Underminer, because we just saw Incredibles 2. And I was like, The Underminer, that's that guy. He's in all the movies. And she was like, How How was Incredibles 2? It's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Did you end up like, because I knew you were a little bit on the fence on it. I was a little on the fence. There wasn't really anything in the trailers that was blowing me away. It's not the sequel that I really wanted. Is it the one that you needed right now? It's the one that I needed right now. Um, I don't even know about that. It was still entertaining on its own, much like Last Jedi. If I could uh, remove my own preconceived notions, I'm gonna fucking roll your eyes. I can hear you rolling your eyes. Um, if you can go in um, tabula rasa and uh, don't don't bring your own shit into that it, that means blank slate. Guys. It's a great slate. It took uh, one semester Latin. <laughs> it's um. It's it's really entertaining. I went with my brother, went with uh, Jen, and they both loved it. She had just seen Incredibles recently, and, uh-huh. and uh, my, my Lauren. <laughs> my brother was like... Uh, <laughs> my Lauren. My Lauren. Was like, uh, man, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And for me, it was about as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, is that like a country song? Just as good it's as not, I thought it was going to be? It's not better than I thought it was. <laughs> it's just as good as... I thought it would be. Which isn't a bad thing. Uh, I just expected more. I, I didn't want it to pick up directly, much like Last Jedi, did not want it to pick up directly where the last one left off. I wanted it to be uh, um, uh, maybe like four or five years later. Like they're all a little more grown up. It picks up. up right where the first one ends? It literally, like that last scene, with the, if you remember how Incredibles 1 ends. Yeah, with the Underminer the shows Underminer, up. You, you see that battle play out. Yeah. Holy shit. So it's it's literally it's like uh, the Karate Kid two of Pixar movies. Wow, the Underminer punches through windows of a car. <laughs> That's right, and then Mr. Miyagi twerks his nose. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a Karate Kid on this podcast. Thank have we? God, Karate Kid Part Three, dude. We we really coming should. soon. Have you watched any of Cobra Kai? Or the no, I don't because it's uh, that's a YouTube. It's a YouTube exclusive, right? Is it, it's YouTube Red, or and, uh, I refuse to pay for YouTube. Oh, wait, you can only watch it if you pay for the YouTube I think so. I figured, like, it's exclusive to YouTube. You can watch it still, but regular but people would ads. just have to watch it with ads. Uh, maybe they are doing that. I haven't looked enough into it. I heard it's, I heard it's good, though. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That would be smart. I don't think that it, it's smart at all for YouTube just to have, like, exclusive content. Yeah, well, that's the way everyone's going now. Disney's going to have their own uh, uh, exclusive well, streaming service. Well, that makes sense because Disney's a studio. Like, YouTube right. is a... Is a, in, a corporation a company built on yeah. here are videos we encourage you to upload hey, videos that's on how netflix started mm-hmm. that's how hulu started. No, but not actually, for free hulu. those were never free netflix was never free 
There you go. Inhale no, through the but, nose. No, I, no, because their subscription service came first, and then they started doing original TV shows. Yeah, and but then they, but they never. Movies. But it was never like that. It was a free service. Whereas YouTube was always a saying. free service. Eh, free, but I mean, it's got advertising in it. Free so. on mine. <laughs> the rest will follow. You no said no thing singing. As a free ser- Before we started recording, you were like, no more singing. We've no had more enough singing. singing. Too many, too many uh, singing sound clips for the uh, 2019 Eddie Awards show. I'm just show. making more work for you. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, no, don't worry. I'm just not going <laughs> to... These will be cut out. So, so sing to your heart's content. So like, uh, out of five stars, mm. Incredibles gets... Um, let me do a scale of ten because I don't think five wow, enough because okay. it would be like a four and a quarter or um. Yeah. Okay, I give, it, I give it an eight. <sighs> I give so it. You a heard seven. it, guys. Out of five stars, he gets it a seven. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Okay. Um, that's, no, that's it, not bad. It's that's, fine. That's it's pretty good. One of the better Pixar films. Um, and it's of course it's Brad Bird, and that guy knows how to make how to make movies. What is the best Pixar sequel so far? The best Pixar sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toy Story two. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, Finding okay. Dory, I, I fell asleep in the middle of. Yeah, I, 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 first of all, I didn't want to see that film. I'm not as enamored with the character enough to to give her her own uh, story, uh, her own movie. Yeah, and then uh, I just wasn't jazzed with what they were doing with it. I wasn't it like as, more of the same. I wasn't as engaged with the Finding Nemo franchise. Yeah, uh, I never, I never got into Cars. Like I never even I saw liked the, the first, first Cars a lot. The first Cars is is pretty good actually. Yeah. It just at the time it was the weakest Pixar. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably somewhere in the middle there. They've had some. They've had some stinkers. Yeah, yeah. The What's, Good Dinosaur. I never saw. Never that. saw the Good Dinosaur. No. Yeah. Wow. What, what's your favorite Pixar film? Uh, Wally. Oh, interesting! Yeah, Wally, yeah. I love Wally. It's pretty strong. Um, a little heavy-handed for me. It's a little, but I mean, it's if you look at you film. look at a lot of Pixar films, and there's a lot. Of, it's very even the Incredibles mm-hmm. is a little heavy-handed. With uh, the sure, message. yeah, they, they they literally spell out what the message is in yeah. the film. Several mm-hmm. characters say it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Incredibles do see it. It's worth it. I don't uh-huh. know that you need to see it in theaters. A lot okay. of laughs. A lot of good stuff. It just felt a little more like. I, like I wanted, I wanted some development. I wanted these characters to go different places. I wanted mm-hmm. to see them in a different place in their lives. Yeah. Uh, and remember when that trailer came out, and I was like, "Man, I sure hope this movie isn't all about him staying home as a dad and her going out and doing all the fun." And yeah, well, it's kind of, it's pretty much what it is. No, I'm okay with that. I like the Helen Parr character. Yeah, she's always, great in this. I've always liked that character. She's great, and they introduce some new characters, Little which uh, Milfy Helen Parr. Yeah, a lot of right. a lot of shots of her ass in this film. Je- <laughs> Jenna leaned over and she was like, "Man, what's what's with her ass? They keep showing her ass." And uh, I don't, I don't a, little, a little fan service, a sizable ass. Yeah, <laughs> so that's sort of the sizable ass. Yes, <laughs> the subculture, uh, the subconscious uh, little. Yeah. Oh, you think that's her bringing that's what, her own shit no, into it? I think it? that's no, think no, 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 no. Oh no, no. What I'm notice. saying is, I think that's that's like the really weird. Twisted. It's the weird Disney way. It's like what to show ass sometimes. Well, if you look at Disney movies. Sometimes they're like a little suggestive, you know. They're, oh, they, sure. They, they're a little suggestive to the adults. Yeah, priests with boners. Yeah. And, well, uh, God, and mermaid the, and, and the Hunchback. Uh, ooh, that too. Yeah, hunchback. And oh, I was thinking like the literal boner. Oh, that was on I was the thinking priest about the priest that was singing about his loins. That burning. is a dark film, which I actually appreciate. Uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. What about Bambi? There Good were no music. boners in Bambi. Uh, well, There's actually, thumper. You, you go back and uh, if you freeze frame, <laughs> freeze frame. Uh, yeah, what's right the... after he slips on the ice, <laughs> <What's> the... <laughs> you see the word sex in the snow. Remember He's that when the X. in Lion King? Yeah, when, uh, man. That, what was with the Disney animators back in the nineties, slipping it, all these uh, sexual? But it wasn't. I think that was explained. It was like the. Uh, it was SFX. 
It was that was the, right. the, the house that did the special effects. Right. And that was what they had put it was in like there. Their call out, yeah. But because people inherently are perverted and wrong. No, it sounds like a cover they story see to me, Joe. Shit that they're looking for. Was it or was that somebody got busted and I Disney know, had dude. to come up with a cover know. story? Do you remember there was a uh, like a, a spray, like a, a a deodorizing spray? And there was a, a big hoopla about the uh, label because the photographer snuck a picture, like his penis on the what? label. No. Yeah, it's like all these flowers. What was this? And like this. Dude, this was back in like 94, 95. <laughs> he just put his cock in like, there? Yeah, there's like roses and flowers and lilies. And if you look really closely on the scene, <laughs> it's his fucking penis. He's the Tyler Durden of uh, product <laughs> photographers. Yes, he is. <laughs> um I saw a movie too. Oh, what did you see? The, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, I saw it as well. Yeah. Let's discuss. Let's let's discuss. Now, Spoilers? Are we going to put this at the end? I don't know. What do you think? How I th- think so. <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week, we will watch a movie and then come back here and discuss it with each other, dissect it, take it apart, see what it did right, what it did wrong, and uh, then try to put it back together, maybe a little bit better than it was before. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. You can always join in the conversation on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search function, put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that and uh, that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know your thoughts of the movie of the week. And if you have ideas for movies that uh, you'd like for us to talk about in the future, you can put your suggestions there as well. Uh, this week, uh, we are talking about, this is my pick. Yes, um, it was. Joel, did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons as a kid? I did do a little D and D, yeah, a little A D and D actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were A D D, advanced. Oh, you were advanced. Dragons. Oh, <laughs> I was I was H D D. I was honors Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. Uh, um, yes, now, I did. Yeah, yeah. What did you, did you? like? What did you enjoy about? Oh, of course, I did, man. Um, you know, that's one of those things where, um, and, and Jenna has has uh, expressed some interest in this too, but only because you know we've been watching Stranger Things. I feel like Dungeons and Dragons is now in the uh, the zeitgeist again. Um, people are people are talking about it. Um, He's my favorite character from Street Fighter. Zeitgeist, right? Zeitgeist. <laughs> this is a big Russian guy. Scarcross. He's guy. awesome in, in Wreck It Ralph too. <laughs> so funny. Who will crush? Uh, man's skull like <laughs> birds between my thighs like sparrow's egg whatever the line is <laughs> what the you were saying, saying zeitgeist Jesus of D&D <clears throat> oh yeah yeah be, uh, th- because of Stranger Things and she's expressed interest me like hey we should play and I'm like okay you gotta know something the way that the kids do it on Stranger Things like it can be played that way but it's all up to the dungeon master yeah. right yeah and uh, most D&D games that I've been a part of have been a handful of nerds sitting around with notebooks and pens rolling yeah. dice uh, and uh, not dispassionate. That is say. not how I D and D. Really, I uh, well, yeah, I am I all about. I'm about else. the story and the experience. Yes, and it can be great when yes. it's when it's done. I would say right mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I I used to play a bunch with Jay um, back in high school, and then I ended up being the. <laughs> Were you the DM? I, no, he was usually the DM. Oh, uh, and and I enjoyed playing. And then at one point, I kind of got out of it. And every once in a while, I'd go and hang out with them, and they'd be playing. And mm-hmm. so I'd roll a quick character, and I ended up becoming the guy that you never wanted to play fucking D and D with because <laughs> I never took anything seriously, and I was always doing shit that nobody wanted. Right? To. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not doing this. Isn't why are you doing like, that? Like, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, like, I'm gonna. Why are I'm you? gonna. I'm, I attack you. Like, right? And like everybody else is trying to play a serious game, and they're like this fucking asshole. <laughs> exactly. Is wasting time. We only have five hours to play this, and right. this guy's wasting time. That's what I became. And then a little bit later, like a few years later after that, started like, you know, I had a small group of buddies, and we'd play, a couple of them played back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got back together, and we'd start playing some more. Uh, and I started kind of dipping back into DMing, and I realized that I enjoyed 
the story more, like right. kind of crafting the story mm-hmm. and giving the players a cool experience that they just were part of like this really cool story instead of like trying to play against them. Mm-hmm. A DM that tries to play against his players is has it's already no failed. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's, no fun. it's no fun. It should never be you there's, against them. There's got to be a way out. Yeah. yeah. Definitely challenge them. Sure. Make it a challenge. A, a good DM can make it challenging. It's already but, challenging enough with the roll of the dice. Yes. Like, put them in the scenario and kind of let them hopefully get out of it. Right. Um, a DM that also relishes in punishing his players yeah, just no because, fun. like, I have the power to do it. Never give the person in your group that has, like, the power trip or the low self-esteem. <laughs> right. Never make them the DM. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, I did enjoy Dungeons & Dragons. And the thing that I did enjoy about like I just said, was, is the story, the experience. When this Dragonheart movie was announced right. and I saw oh, trailers yeah. for it, uh, I thought, oh, well, this should, this should be really fun, you know? This We got some cool special effects. We it got dragons. Be. I remember when I was a kid, I really liked this one movie called Dragon Slayer. Yes! Uh, you know, maybe this is going to be like that. Um, with the talents of like you know Sean Connery behind it, dude, great, and 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 Dennis Quaid, who I liked up to this point. Sure, <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I bet this is going to be some fun stuff. Uh, and and I was surprised. <laughs> I can't say pleasantly, not pleasantly, uh, but I was surprised. First off, this this movie came out in 1996, uh, directed by Rob Cohen, mm-hmm. who also directed the first Fast and the Furious movie, directed the first Triple X. Uh, so oh, was that him as well? Apparently digs him some Vin Diesel. He did a movie called Stealth with Jamie Foxx. I saw that. And he also did Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's all about them dragons. That's right. He loves him some dragons. Completely you know what, different. You know what else people love? Hmm. Fucking Heart. In 1996, like around that time, every fucking movie had Heart in it. Like yeah. There was Jean-Claude Van Damme's Lionheart. There was Val Kilmer's Thunderheart. There was Mel Christian Gibson's- Slater. <laughs> In, uh, in Untamed Heart. Untamed Heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Mel Gibson's Braveheart. That's and right. And so, like, here's Dragonheart. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Why were we naming movies like they were Care Bears in 1995? It's like what we did with, uh, like, Unleashed. Like, that word Unleashed was attached to everything. To everything. Every other movie or video game was Unleashed. Even the Jet Li movie Unleashed had the subtitle. <laughs> Unleashed, Unleashed, colon, Unleashed. <laughs> Actually, it was, that was the sequel, Released. <laughs> Released. And then he got unleashed again in part three. Unleashed again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm about to do this house, by the way. I'm about to release it. Release it? Sign another 12-year leash. Oh, are you really? Oh, I'm just kidding. I just oh. wanted to make that joke. Oh, dude. You got me excited. I was Sorry, like, no. oh, dude, they're resigning. Oh, I can't wait to tell Sarah. Nope, just kidding. Thanks for playing with my emotions. Sorry. Appreciate it. We're leaving next week. So, Dragons. Whoa. <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. So, Dragons Not Lair. Not going anywhere. No, I wish... <laughs> That were Dragon Slayer Dirk or Dragon's Lair. Um, What's your favorite dragon? Your favorite dragon in cinema? I'll narrow it down to to film. <laughs> okay, cinema verite. <laughs> uh, my favorite dragon. Yeah, dude. Pete's. That's no, no, me no, neither. not not Pete's dragon. That's not a very good dragon. Maybe toothless. I was just going like to say from How to Train Your Dragon. The How to Train Your Dragon is, movies are that great. That is the fucking way. Like How to Train Your Dragon should have been called Dragon Heart because that yes. movie had a lot of fucking heart mm-hmm. and it had plenty of fucking. Dragons. I cried. I'm man enough oh, to say. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, by the way, mm. <laughs> did did not, but it was no. a huge success. This film was made for $63 million, yep. made 115 and change. It's pretty good for a like, summer movie, too. That's insanity. Yeah. Well, it, it, every I feel like every four or five years, we have to have another dragon movie that comes out. Well, and we our, hadn't had one in a while. Do, well, because 
Game of Thrones has given you all the dragons you want right yeah, now. Yeah, but you assume everybody has HBO. I've never seen... I've only seen like two episodes uh, of that Everybody show. should have HBO. Everybody should have HBO, but not everybody It's not has just TV, Joel. $15 <laughs> expendable income fucking on a HBO. monthly basis. Uh, five minutes into this movie, mm. I, and this is the first time I'd seen the movie since I saw it in the theater. Me too. Because um, I realized it was shit back then. <laughs> I, I didn't. For some reason, I remembered really enjoying this movie. Really? Yeah. I remembered at the end of this movie, I walked out and I was like, fuck, man, that was a good movie. <laughs> I finished watching it yesterday and uh, was like, what the fuck did I just... Like, that was fucking horrible. We were easily entertained back then. This Apparently, is, you weren't. I was, but you weren't. You you had a little bit more of a You know why? Because palette. we had just... Come, I don't even think it was that. It was just like we had we had come out of Jurassic Park. We're in this new CG era, right? Oh, and now CG is spreading to all the other genres. We've got the mummy, CG mummies. Let's get uh, dragons in there. So I was expecting a little more dragon in my... Now, you do, now you do plan to have dragon dragons in your, in your dragon, dragon movie. Uh, and while he does, I, th- I think there's 23 minutes worth of dragon footage in this film. Yeah. Come, eh, it's pretty sizable, considering I think there are only like a handful of dinosaur shots in, uh, in Jurassic Park. Dude, but those dinosaurs actually like affect a right. lot of what's going on yeah. like from beginning to end it starts with a drag with a dinosaur right. getting yeah. put in a cage exactly. even if you don't see the whole thing it is integral to the story and it's fairly photorealistic even by 2018 standards those mm. those uh, effects hold up i believe yeah. in a way that dragonheart does not it doesn't and that's one of my big gripes with this movie is the design of the dragon not not good it's not good especially now that you've had all this time you've had about 12 years has it been 12 years since this movie came out? Uh, no, 18. Or 18 years. Yeah. 18 years since this movie came out. 18 years. 18 years. Oh, my After God. 18 years. If I no, it's... one his. Dude, it's been 22. That's ain't shit, gold digger. It's 22 years. This movie oh, came shit. out in 1996. Hi, we cannot do math. <laughs> That's why we're not the arithmetic bay. <laughs> we are the editing bay. Uh, no, so the, the effects... <laughs> he's so cartoony looking... Yeah. And when you finally see his face, like, you just want you want to cuddle the dragon. Everything's kind of, like, in focus all at once, uh-huh. which is, does not uh, gel. It's not good for the eye, yeah. The rest of the way it's shot. And speaking of eyes, and this is something I always talk about, especially with CG characters, you, you're already doing yourself a disservice by not making the eyes easily uh, discernible. And, like, that's where the emotion's going to come from. And his eyes kind of look like Jar Jar Binks' eyes. Like, yes. I, I can't really tell the emotion the lips aren't doing it for me and sean connery god bless him is doing his best but he can't carry this character on its own we, we need it's not just good enough to have this and this is a problem with ilm back in the day they were great at making things they were great that stood um, still if something was standing still it looked awesome well, but even the even the the, the gallimimus gallimimus <laughs> the running dinosaurs yeah. I mean, those were running around they looked great they're they're good technicians they're able to put things in and com- composite them with film in a yeah. photorealistic way. Uh-huh. What they were not good at back in the 90s was animation, uh-huh. like, like getting a performance. And it really wasn't until mocap. Like, mocap's kind of helped characters like Gollum and uh, yeah. uh, pretty much any character that uh, <laughs> what's-his-name has, has played in the last two yeah. decades. Oh, yeah. And, and that's where so much of this is missing. They really needed, like, somebody from Pixar mm-hmm. worrying about the performance of this uh, character and not putting it all on Sean Connery. And the thing is, that's fairly forgivable for 1996, mm-hmm. but here we are in 2018, and in a world of Game of Thrones and Desolation of Smaug, yeah. uh, where you've seen it's another good dragon. amazing dragon effects in movies, and TV, 
it makes it even harder to watch. It looks this. pretty plasticky. It really does. And and they don't have the benefit of uh, you know being filmed at night. Like for the most part, he's there in stark daylight and yes. he's interacting with lakes and uh, <laughs> interacting is kind of putting it nicely. <laughs> they they uh, Sometimes set off a bomb in a lake. It's, a, it's not even close to being like a. a a splash that should be made, a displacement right. that should be made. Yeah. The, my favorite is when he's swimming underwater I, I and it's just not gonna disturbing say that. the surface at all. I was just going to say that. You see the silhouette <laughs> of him under the water and I'm like, hey, that looks pretty good. Except that, yeah, you'd be seeing like huge waves. <laughs> yes. Especially the, the rate that he was moving. He's a dragon. He'd be displacing fucking water But somewhere. you know what? I would forgive this film for its lack of effects uh, if if it made up for it in other ways. Wait, what? what like, like, like performance? <laughs> Like, act, like, would you expect someone like Dennis Quaid to to have maybe a, a dialect coach? Okay, so I, I get it that they they were going Kevin Costner with them, right? We're like, we're not even going to try. <laughs> even Kevin Costner was better in Robin Hood than Dennis Quaid is in this movie. But I don't think they were trying to make him have an accent. They wanted him to be uh, what, a pirate. I guess. What a yeah. pirate? Yes, because that's how he's he's talking the entire movie. Yeah. He's like, oh, don't show your back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm tired. I'm gonna sit yeah. down. Really, that incredible. whole opening duel to the Olympics music. <laughs> yes. Randy Edelman, man, dude. Out Randy Edelman scores like three of his pieces that I know of have gone straight to Olympic broadcast. Yes, you've got this Dragon Heart and movie theme trailers song. too. Yeah, this Dragon Heart theme song, which I'm listening to, and I'm going, I know this. I know th- mm-hmm. this song is more popular than the movie. It's, oh yeah, it has transcended the best thing this film that came out of that film. And then the same thing with Dragon the Bruce Dragon Lee the story, Bruce Lee story, directed by the same fucking director, used in every used in every movie was used trailer in the trailer for, the 90s. for Forrest Gump. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then the theme song to uh, the the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. Oh, there, which was that well? the Fox TV show with yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell? I think that's also an Olympic song now. It, Tomorrow night, the ice skating gets hotter. Oksana Bayul skates for the gold. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, so that's like that song's going on while they're dueling and shit. And he's talking the entire... Like, he's fucking Popeye. He's talking the entire time under his breath. And I'm like... Who, Sean Connery? No, no, no Dennis Quaid. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fucking stop. Dude, could they not have... Okay, I'll jump back to Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Joe is worked Could up. they not have given Sean Connery... Like, I know we love Sean Connery's voice. Mm-hmm. We love it. He's got a very distinctive voice. Could we not have given him some effects... On his voice a little bit, modulated oh, a little like bit. a little Optimus Primey? It, a little Optimus I've, Primey. A little of what they did with Benedict Cumberbatch when he was smoked. I do feel like they added a little bit of bass. But did he's, they? He's always... He's, well, first of all, the motherfucker's got a speech impediment, all right? <laughs> like, it, that is not how words are pronounced. I'm sorry. I know it sounds distinguished and he's great, but, like, not everything... Right. ...has an SH in it. Right. Uh, so I think they were already working against his voice, and it's like, man, I have a feeling like some sound editor was like, I tried to add some effects right. to it, but it's, it's nigh indistinguishable. Just such a recognizable voice. Yeah. Yet Bowen doesn't fucking recognize him when he starts speaking with him. They even have that whole fucking that man. If I could find that dragon, <laughs> yes, you know about what happened to Ion. <laughs> it's, well, it's it's a story that we all know. Yeah. I'm like. Motherfucker, I recognize your voice. And I know I know Sean Connery, but how many dragons right. have these people talked to? Exactly. Like, I, I would be like, no, you sound just like the fucking dragon I talked to. It was only 12 years ago. To be fair, he didn't see the dragon. and we. But he the- talked, fucking Connery talked his ass off in that scene. That is true. That is true. 
Uh, I swear the oath. I do want to talk about that scene though, because yes, you you've paid your eight dollars or whatever back in nineteen ninety six. You've come to see some fucking dragons. Yeah, and here we are, and and oh, now finally we're getting the dragon. We've sat through fifteen minutes of humans and little whiny brats getting stabbed through the heart. And uh, you're to blame, darling. <laughs> you give love. Put you down here a little bit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so now here we're finally at the introduction of the dragon. And it's all at night. It's all in the dark. You just hear this voice. And I get it that they're trying to be sly. They want it to yeah. be a nice reveal. Uh-huh. But that close-up, Joe, of him reaching into, I guess, his chest. Under his scales. Pulling out a piece of his heart. <laughs> I remember sitting in the theaters being like, I can't tell what's happening. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. I haven't seen the dragon for any context in full size. They are cutting. They cut from humans talking. Now I'm looking at a dark image of scales yeah. and I think those are claws and every oh my time, god that's a heart and what's every happening time, every time the dragon lifted his scales up for his yeah. heart it was like a little... co-ed at fucking yeah. Mardi Gras yeah. <laughs> like I was like is he showing his titties like you what hear is the that? girls gone wild like the, the <laughs> steel drum hey down here how about some beads <laughs> so come no... find out what your daughters do <laughs> So no, dragons I, I, gone I, wild. <laughs> dragons gone wild. I am the last. <laughs> um, so no, I agree with you. Like everything is so obscured. Yeah. During this scene, where two fucking Oscar winners are speaking with one another, Sean Connery and Julie Christie right. are having a fucking scene. This fucking woman has been is has won so many fucking awards in cinema. And then there's Sean Connery, who's yep. also had some great accomplishments, but he's in the form of a fucking cartoony dragon. <laughs> but they're talking to each other. The most dialogue that this poor woman has is with a fucking animated dragon. <laughs> yes. And it's the worst. Like, I just I feel so bad. bad for her every time she's on screen. At one point, I thought maybe they just got rid of her after the 12 years later mark. Right. The time skip. I was like... Oh, is she gone? Please tell me she's gone. <laughs> There's that scene a- after we jump ahead 12 years and uh, uh, her, her her son um, has now been saved by the dragon, has half a dragon heart, is all grown up. David Thewlis. That's right. Uh, Remus. A.K.A. Uh, Lupin. Uh, Remus Lupin. From the Harry Potter uh, saga. And uh, the, <laughs> Saga! They're, in, <laughs> they're inside. There's some they're, sort of contest going on. Yeah, exactly. there's shit going yeah. on in, at the dinner table. Yeah, they're having fights. And, and uh, at one point, like something gets thrown her way and disturbs her plate of food. And she gives this kind of like eye roll, like, oh, these kids. But I get the impression that that was maybe her attitude throughout filming. <laughs> the of this. filming of this like, movie. What is going on here? Why am I? What am I doing? What am I even fucking doing in this mm-hmm. movie? Like in England, like right now, we have we have Queen Elizabeth, right, right, mm-hmm. and she is the like, she is the monarch. She's it of of England. Mm-hmm. Why is her character in Dragonheart? Why is this queen character not the queen still? Like, why doesn't she? Why has David Thewlis like ascended? He, he is now the ruler. Yeah, maybe it's a, it's a and when when you are the ruler and you are the king. How often is, like, the king overseeing just manual labor going on in the field? <laughs> right, yeah. Or, like, when they go into battle, when is the king just riding off yeah. on his own to go do shit? Should be up on a hill, like, overseeing right, with, everything. with the commanders, like, send them over here, send mm-hmm. them do this. Yeah. Like, instead, in this movie, like, his father character is, like, going down to a village to light some fucking thatched roof cottages on fire. <laughs> thatched roof cottages! <laughs> Burning 18 the countryside. <laughs> uh, you know what? I changed my answer. That's my favorite dragon. There you go. Trogdor. 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 The Burninator. Uh, so he like goes on his own to like start lighting thatched roof cottages on fire, <laughs> and like gets fucking ambushed and killed by like a, a teenager by a bunch. Of, well, no, by a bunch of. No, I'm talking about the king. Oh, that's he gets right. Killed by a bunch of like peasants. 
right. and then they turn back and they're like the battle's over there go but this dude's got like this huge golden crown that's sitting on his head like nobody takes no it. one takes that because well, we have to see the symbolic handover of the the sun taking mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and obviously the sun is a bastard like he's just horrible that fucking kid man how long do you think how much time do you think this kid spends with the dennis quaid character like uh, like 80 percent of his time 80 percent of his time like yeah so from a young child through adulthood right he is being taught the old code by dennis quaid so why why is he such a bastard (laughs) he's just a bad seed man i guess there's no getting to this kid i was hoping at some point in the film we'd see a little bit of humanity but he is which would be great he's just a a snarling bad guy just twirling his mustache the whole time mm-hmm. yeah like it would have been awesome for him to have some levels for like you said some humanity that nobody like, was it would have made him more interesting as a villain nobody has any depth even our, our hero poor dennis quaid bowen um they try to give him a little bit i don't understand it's kind of hard to follow him along because when we see him in in the the pre you know the, the 12 years earlier uh-huh um he's like a knight of the round table right he's like lancelot he's talking about the old code he's trying to teach him and then all of a sudden he's fucking Luke Skywalker from Last Jedi. Yeah. And later on, like he doesn't, he's given up on everything. He doesn't care. He's kind of, actually he's more Han Solo because he's kind of like swindling people now. Yeah. Yes. Like, what the fucking happened to your your old code, buddy? And that is ninety percent of this film. Yeah. Turns into just an it's, incorporated night where he and the dragon like yeah. strike a deal. Butch Cassidy gonna, and the Sundance. Yeah, kid. they're gonna they're gonna rob people for their money and then move on to the next town. Yeah. But Joel, they don't. Like they just seem to spend. Their entire lives just, just walking in within circle. this one like block of yeah. like there's two villages, one on the water <laughs> yep. and one isn't, That's right. and then the kingdom, the castle. That's it. Like that is where this is the span of this movie where dragons fly. We are there. Oh, also we go to Avalon for some reason. Oh, that's right. It's it, because this movie was so scared to like to even touch any kind of actual religion or Christianity. Right. So what they did was they replaced with the Pete Postlethwaite character, who's Fucking amazing! I love way. him. I love him and everything. He's, yeah, he elevates this film just a tad. Yes, he does, and that's what when he showed up, I, w- I was like, "Thank God!" Yes, thank every movie. I don't, I can't think of one movie where he's shown up where he hasn't at least right. done a great job with what he has. He can hold his head high in a way that nobody else coming out of this film. Except can. he's dead, so he that's can't right. really hold his head <laughs> that's high. A good point, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he shows up and he's always like he's writing like these these uh, these he's, verses yes, and he's writing and everything. A song. But it's always about like King Arthur and the knights. Mm-hmm. Like when they go to Avalon, he's praying and he actually has like a prayer that he. But it's to King Arthur, mm-hmm. not to like the Lord That's or right. to Jesus. This has or to Mary. play in China, Joe. So right? uh, we can't bring any and I never really, Christianity. I never it. realized that until watching it this time, and I was like, oh wow, they sidestepped that whole actual. Yeah. Like thing, they should have just fucking sidestepped the whole King Arthur thing in general. Like it doesn't. I like, mean, you didn't like when Sir John Gilgood shows up as King Arthur's <laughs> yeah. face, yes, on a yes. wall, and is like, "Remember your code, <laughs> remember Simba, <laughs> you are the there, king." He even like uh, turns into the goes into the sky in the stars at the very end, which is um, about as close to feeling an emotion in this film as I felt. When poor Dragonheart has to die. Na, 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 yeah. And it's because of the music. I'm going to post a couple of trailers I'll on always the Facebook hear you. page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always watching. I'll always watch you. <laughs> and I, 
Okay, first off, when when you go into the fucking galaxy mm-hmm. and like just burst into a bunch of new stars, yes, I feel like that's gonna fuck up the universe. Yeah, right? won't we see the <laughs> results of that? But like, then they kind of tidy it up afterwards. A little bit, all but there's still together. some new stars, yeah. and I'm like, that's fucking some shit up. What about the planets that are orbiting those stars that have yeah. like come together and they Thanks, come back? Draco, Draco, yeah, Draco, just Malfoy, Malfoy, oh. hey. fucking Lucius Malfoy's in this movie. Okay, so let's talk about the Harry Potter connections because not only someday is we'll find Luce it, Lucius. <laughs> I'm Luce Malfoy. Luce Malfoy. <laughs> Long lost cousin. Mm-mm-mm, child. <laughs> That's the reimagined mm, Harry What happened Potter. to your face? <laughs> That's Harry Potter. <laughs> Talking to Voldemort. <laughs> so good. Mm, you got to do something with that, girl. That's uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we've got him, that actor, Jason Isaacs, I believe his name. We've got uh, the aforementioned Lupin Remus. Remus yeah, Lupin. Remus Lupin. Uh, and then... Uh, his the character that he plays is named Felton. Yes, Tom and Felton, Tom Felton plays is Draco, Draco Malfoy, Malfoy, and Draco's the name of the dragon. There's this whole six degrees of Harry Potter going on. Yeah, do you, you think that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Whatever your question is, the answer is no. <laughs> Let's hear it anyway. I was just, what's her name? The 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 woman who wrote the Harry Potter books, uh, J.K. J.K. Rowling. Rowling. You don't think she spent like a a weekend watching Dragonheart? Maybe and just started, started jotting writing. down names. She just started writing her story. Oh God! Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so yeah, like uh, he he bursts into stars, and like at one point, like the star winks, <laughs> right? Yeah, bing, bing, turns red. I'm watching you, Bowen. Always be here. <laughs> I was the last one. Uh, so then there's this whole like this monologue that Pete Postlethwaite gives at the end. Mm, oh yeah, like, and when we needed him most, his light shone brightest. Uh-huh. If you knew where to look, <laughs> I'm like, well, wait a minute. If the light is the one that's shining brightest, then, then we'll, we'll know, know where, where to look. look. It's, it's like the North Star. <laughs> what happens to Pete Postlethwaite? Like halfway through this movie, he falls asleep. Like while Bowen and the dragon are having their face off. That's right. Dennis Quaid's in Draco's mouth, and like <laughs> Pete Postlethwaite like just goes to bed. He's like, they fought into the night. That's and right. blah, blah, blah. And then fell asleep, and then just disappears for like a half hour. That's right. We don't see it. Yeah, yeah that's right, because the, they go off. Bowen and the dragon go off yeah. and uh, get their... their uh, for, for days, seemingly days, yeah. to do their... The next time we see them, they're in cahoots. They're, mm. they're running a, a con on the villagers. <laughs> I do like that idea. Like that, it's that a is a cool idea, concept. But the problem is we stick to that for so long in this movie. Ultimately, my problem with this film is mm-hmm. that you have you have this story that... It has heart. It has a dragon heart. Uh, but you have this story that has some good bones to it. It's a good plot for a movie, but it's executed horribly. It really is. And it's and it's not just... I don't mean just from like the direction and the performance. I just mean like this script needed like maybe a few more drafts exactly. before it went to film. Because what you had there were the bones of something that could have been a lot more engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a story about... Fucking this dragon is the last of its kind. There should be a lot more... There should be a lot more built up. There should be a lot more relationship yeah. building, a lot, a lot more world building going on with this, and the consequences of you're killing the last yeah. of this of the species. There here. should be a little more gravity to that situation. Instead, he's just like, well, I, I'm the last dragon. I might as well uh, make hay while the sun's shining, right? Yeah. Let's go get some money from these presents, right? Why does he? What does he even care he about do, money? What, like, what is he, he getting out of it? He doesn't need this guy's protection. No, he's a fucking dragon. Just go up on a mountain, and meanwhile. This dude has... I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, that's it. That's... Me, meanwhile, though, this guy has killed, like, uh, His... seemingly 
dozens of yes, dragons yes. in that 12 years. He's the Hitler of dragons. Right. Yeah. And Draco's like, I don't want to kill you, <laughs> and I don't want you to kill me. Why not? I'm like, yes. what? Why? No, you, I think you've hit it on the head. Like, yeah. none of the motivations of the characters make sense. Mm-mm. Draco doesn't make sense. I don't know why Bowen all of a sudden is is uh, is given up the code and then comes back to it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the David Thewlis character should have a little more humanity in him. Yeah. Uh, th- this movie would be 20% better if he were a little more sympathetic and you kind of built up that, oh, maybe he can be saved. Maybe he will come over. And then, yeah, and then we're just throwing a... Ra- we haven't even talking about the... Uh, the redhead, Dina Meyer. That's right. She's fuck had the same dialect coach as fucking Dennis Quaid, apparently. <laughs> yes. Because there's like, there are two characters. Everybody else in this movie is like, obviously, because I think they are naturally Brits. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're fine. But then you've got these two characters that stick out like sore thumbs. Right. And that is Dennis Quaid and Dina Meyer, mm-hmm. who Dina Meyer, you will know from uh, Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. And Troopers and uh, and the Birds of Prey TV show. She was oh, Bar- yeah? she was Barbara Gordon. Uh, and oh she no was, way! She was actually pretty good in that show. Interesting, but she's fucking horrible here. She's not great. No, she's. Uh, she, I don't think she's been great in any of the things I've seen her in. She was okay in Starship, Starship Troopers. Well, everyone was bad in Starship. That Troopers. was yeah. That was kind of the point. Whether well, yes, but you could be Neil Patrick Harris and be in on the joke, or you could be Casper Van Dien and Denise Richards. They're being uh, laughed at and not with. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Yes. Um, but yeah, her character is, uh, she's got a little bit of motivation. She witnesses her father being killed by uh, by David Thewlis. What is that character's name? I can't, King, Ein- Einan? King, King Einan. Einan. Yeah. Um, and so she's she's got some motivation, but uh, comes around really quickly on Bowen. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, and and then she's is fucking Xena the warrior princess by the time we get to the end. Dude, dude, so she tries to assassinate David Thewlis's character. Yeah, in the same way she tried to assassinate him as a child. <laughs> yes. I didn't, did you make that connection that yeah. that was supposed to be the yes. same character? Yes, because she took off her little hat when she was a kid and she had red hair. Uh, and then There's she... only one red-headed person in England. Yes, Is according England? to this movie. Wherever we are. Dude, I don't know where we are <laughs> in this I really have no fucking clue where we it are It should have just been like a nondescript uh, it kind made up continent. <laughs> Maybe it was. It kind of was. She, um... No, but she's she's really bad. And then there's that whole bit where she builds a relationship with Draco, and she's like, he's like, she's nice. Yeah, but, he's almost like, like sexually attracted to her. Right, like it's like he got caught up in her feminine wiles. Uh-huh. And it's like she should she should be a meal to you, right? Mm-hmm. And and also the the will they or won't they between her and Dennis Quaid, and the fact that like she's a young child when we first see her in the movie, and <laughs> right. he's easily in his like late thirties. Yeah. And then we come back men. to it. It's twelve years later. It's like, dude, no, like this isn't. She's you. Are, you could be her father. Joe was a different time back then. I guess it was a time of dragons in the land of dragons. One of my favorite things in this movie, <laughs> and I do mean like <laughs> one of legitimately one of my favorite things in this movie. Okay, is when Dennis There's more Quaid, than one thing. Dennis Quaid is hunting Draco. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously when. He's just met with Pete Postlethwaite. He's hunting down Draco. They they go to the uh, the waterfall, and Pete oh, Postlethwaite's yes. sitting on Draco, who happens to be hiding. Which that never comes back. Yeah, we fucking give you that. Like he's he, a chameleon. He's a chameleon, uh, but we never come back to him, which could have come in handy sure. at some point in yeah, the movie, especially when you're the last one. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis Quaid goes on this chase where he's uh, you know he's got Draco roped and he's holding on to him and stuff, and you know he keeps. Getting run into oh. shit, and Sean Connery's like, "Sorry about yes. the tree." He's giving these like, James Watch Bond. your head. Yeah, let's go for a fly. Uh, what did he say? Yeah. Let, let's go for a, sh- a swing. Yeah, uh, he keeps this repeating shit. 
But that's a, my my favorite thing <laughs> is when Dennis Quaid gets off and he like he kind of wedges the the rope or whatever right. in the tree. And Draco keeps flying, and it tightens up, yep. and he goes, "Yikes!" Yes, yes. <laughs> he straight up yes. says, "Yikes!" Yes. as he falls. <laughs> yes. Okay, so th- I wanted that to come back. So, as you can tell, like, like that like really wasn't to, one of my favorite things. It made me laugh line. a lot because it was so bad. But at the very end, when David Thewlis gets <laughs> shot Step. through the heart, when Pete Postlethwaite does the Yikes. dude, Pete Postlethwaite does the thou. Shout yes. not kill. That's like a I'm great like, moment. what a great moment. Mm-hmm. And shoots David Thewlis in the heart. And we see Draco fall in the background. And I just want him to go, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to bring anything back, that would have been the uh, moment to do it. But they didn't. Nope. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I think this film was intended for like uh, tweens, right? It's intended for tweens, but it's so violent. Like, it really... It does turn into Braveheart in that third act. There's a lot it, of blood being spilled. It wants to be Braveheart. There's mm-hmm. a lot of blood being spilled. But it doesn't have Braveheart's um, choreography. No. <laughs> the, the battle chore. And, and you, you watch Braveheart and you're like, Jesus, these people are just running into each other. But there's something so visceral and raw and real about yeah. what's going on. Even when you see like the plastic horses and like the, mm-hmm. the weapons that bend and shit. Whatever, man. It's, sure. It's, that's film. Movies. So, uh, and I don't know why I'm able to forgive it, but whatever. That's but a, but then great film. comparing it to like the horrible fight choreography that's going on in this movie, mm-hmm. like they're doing shit where a sword fight's going on, and it seems like they're aiming for each other's swords yes. more than they are each other's bodies. Uh, absolutely. Like you go, wow, you guys really needed a Ray Park on this film. I thought about that when uh, because what's her name? What, what's the female character? Yeah, um, Kara. She she kills a couple of guys, and it's a couple of like big guys who have been fighting their entire lives. They're warriors, right? And she gets them like in cheap shots. Yeah. Like they do that. They're coming in for an overhead and she stabs them in the stomach. It's like these guys have not fought that style. Like no. they wouldn't have seen that coming. No. These warriors who have been fought battles all their lives. Dude, I mean, taken she, down by a chick. She killed the, the big guy who was in a couple yeah. of Stallone movies. Brock. Brock. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a girl. Yeah. A girl. Well, yeah. You've got your arms right. You're defenseless. Oh, dude. I forgot this. Uh-huh. When when Dennis Quaid, I'm looking at my notes. When Dennis Quaid and uh, and Draco, they're like in the stalemate or whatever, and he's sitting in his mouth. I am hoping that someday, <laughs> when Sean Connery passes on, oh, no. I'm not saying that. I hope that happens. You heard it here but first. When listeners. it does, when it does happen, Joe Cucinati wishes death. And you know, like when they do like the Oscar, <laughs> when they do the Oscar, yeah. they do the slow mo thing, and they always do like a memorable quote. Yikes! I don't want it to be. <laughs> Yikes is a close second, and I don't want it to be shaken but not stirred. Mm. I would like it to be. I am the last. Can one. you get your buttocks off my tongue? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I heard him say, "I was like, I really want to isolate that audio." That like, can you get your buttocks off my tongue? That ranks amongst <laughs> some of the worst dialogue that fucking Sean Connery has had to, uh, had to utter. I mean, you've got "You're the man now, dog," <laughs> yes. and can you get your buttocks off my tongue? <laughs> that would be great if if. Uh... They just like put that in a commencement died, speech. They would just use. As I said in Dragonheart, <laughs> get your buttocks off my tongue. They should just take clips uh, anytime another celebrity dies from like their worst films now. Mm. So it would be like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and uh, and this one where he does not appear. Yeah. What are some other bad Sean Connery films? Uh, <laughs> uh, there was uh, The Avengers. Remember yeah, that one? There you go. A bunch Holy of people in, in teddy bear costumes. Yes. The 90s were not kind to Sean Connery. I, it's hard to imagine why he retired. It's, you know, he went into it on such a good note, too, with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's right. And also and uh, like, The Rock. The, 
The Rock is a good film. Yeah, man. The Rock's a good film. The Rock's a Rock good episode movie. from last year. And, but it's but I don't know if there was a whole lot. I guess he did. Um, he, if you are going, Red, to the Hunt for Red October was a '90s film, right? Uh, early '90s, early yeah. '90s. Because yeah. I think uh, Last Crusade was what '89, '88, '89. I'm about to look it up. Um, so it was just going into it. He had a couple of good films, but then for every one of those good films, you had a first night. Or oh. uh, um, there was another one he did. Yeah, eighty nine, Last Crusade. There was another one he did. I can't remember what. Shit! It was um, like a crime thriller. Not, oh, The Untouchables. Not ri- no, dude. In the nineties, uh, not yeah. Rising Sun. He did that one with Wesley Snipes. I think. I think that was him and Wesley Snipes. But there was another one mm. that he did with like Lawrence Fishburne. I think it was Lawrence Fishburne. Wow, really? Yeah, it was. Dude, it was fucking horrible. Finding Forrester. No, that's, no, that's, that's a really bad one. Uh, like late 90s. Just Cause. Just Cause. That's yep. what it was. There you go. Yep, we were working is. in a movie theater. We kept calling it Just Cause. Just Cause. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, oh, Kate Capshaw's in that as well. Yeah, she is. I love. I like Kate Capshaw. Ed she Harris. Is. Oh, they worked together prior to The Rock. How about that? <laughs> Maybe that was Shay. I'm <laughs> I'm working on this new Michael Bay film. I was wondering you might want to Dude, and look at this. A young Scarlett Johansson. Was that Scarlett that Johansson? Was Scarlett Johansson and Scar Joe. Just cause. Wow. <laughs> Didn't know. Um All right. So this movie has a nice three amigos moment where they uh they get the townspeople all to become an oh, army. Right, yes. Uh, which which also has like a great part with Pete Postlethwaite shooting the bow and arrow where he's like a natural with shooting it. Mm-hmm. It's All the good moments Dwarf of this movie Pete are Pete Postlethwaite. I agree. And it just, it makes me wonder what this movie could have been if it was about like, you know, a, an old cleric, an old monk that who was traveling befriends. the countryside who befriends a dragon. I like that. It would have been a lot better than this this knight who can't speak with an English accent. Nope. Um, and doesn't even follow his own code. Doesn't follow his own code. Not very until, sympathetic. Until a face in a wall tells him to remember his code. <laughs> That's right. In the rain. Uh, in the rain. So Draco doesn't like to be called Dragon. That's he's right. Like, Stop calling me Dragon. I've got a name. Give me a name. And then there's this whole thing where he's like, he's like I'm going to call you this, the constellation, Draco. Doesn't it just mean Dragon? <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh, I like that. <laughs> I would be honored to be called. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you dragon <laughs> like we could have had like some really cool thing where we called you like you know Aofel or Ooh, or, or, yeah. or Night Flight there you go <laughs> Starscream <laughs> <laughs> instead you just go with fucking Draco mm-hmm. fuck you dragon yeah uh, disappointing much dude, like the rest of this film I, yeah this it really is it's a, a tough watch movie. yeah it is so, not recommending this then are we uh, I can't no I, I can't because it, it's one of those movies that it's it doesn't remember shit that it does in the beginning of the movie, and then you get to the end, and it's like, wait a minute, that that didn't happen, or that's not how that went. Uh, it, it obviously suffered from, like, they rewrote stuff, but forgot to change it earlier. Uh, like, near the end, where Draco's doing his whole, like, you've got to kill me to kill him. Right. Brah, or else his rule of evil will continue. Mm-hmm. And he's doing his, like, showing, yeah. throwing his titties. <laughs> Whoop. Uh, and that's when like David Thewlis comes running in, and Dennis Quaid is is about to hit him. But but Draco says something to him. He says, "I hold you to your vow, knight." That he said, you know, when I saved him, you vowed service to me. I'm holding you to your vow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but fucking five minutes after that, he came back to the cave and said, "I make a new vow. I'm going to hunt you down to the ends of the earth." Like that original vow is now null and void. That's right. That's right. If we're going by yes, you don't get to the hold most him recent to that. vow. 
If anything, he should have said, like, you vowed to hunt me to the rest of your days. <laughs> now I, I'm you holding you to your vow. Like, hold him to sense. that vow, not the fucking one that was made Ooh, first. I like that. Yeah, well, I don't recommend this movie either. <laughs> no. Because I was frustrated as shit. It, nothing frustrates me more than going back and watching a movie that I thought I liked. Ooh. And then, like, watching it again and going, what the fuck? fuck is yeah. this what even the fuck is happening in this movie you, uh, you can't recommend it for the effects because the effects are horrible we've done much better dragon movies obviously you can't recommend it for the performances can't do it for the performance can't do it for the story no and pete postlethwaite is only in 10 percent of the film so uh uh what what, what was that uh, rain of fire That's yeah oh yeah with of. matthew mcconaughey and save Christian your money and time and watch rain of fire which is also a flawed film take out the heart but bring down the beast much much better looking uh, cg dragon and uh, and just a cooler story and mcconaughey to boot yeah for for a while Spoiler alert. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well. <laughs> Gerard Butler in it, too. That's right. And there's this really cool scene where, like, Gerard Butler and Christian Bale play out a scene from Empire Strikes Back. What? Like they're do- yeah, they're- do you remember that? It's like, oh, so it because takes it's place like, in, like a, po- in, in a post apocalyptic future. And these guys are like, the- he's That's like the right. leader of their tribe, yeah. and they're telling stories to the kids, and they're doing the story from Empire Strikes Back. Dude, speaking of which, yeah. you hear the big Star Wars news coming Lando out today? fucking Calrissian. Confirmed man. now. Billy D. Williams Billy D. coming Williams. back for episode nine. How do you I feel mean, about that? I, f- I think that they need to because, like, the fucking stars are di- <laughs> dying <laughs> off. Okay, but, but the argument could be made. That maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe, maybe we've had two previous films that are chock full of I think, original trilogy. I think JJ Abrams is going to do fine with it. I think he's going to do a good job. I have with faith it. in him. I'm just saying I don't think it's needed, and I think he could be a distraction. And I think, like, if this is like a tepid replacement for Carrie Fisher, it's just going to come off as it's like. It's not even going to be that. Uh, who's still it's, around? Who it's do we not got? even going to oh, be we that. Got, we got Billy O'Dee Williams. It's not Let's even going to be that. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be in the movie for more than five minutes. Yeah. Oh, you think it'll just yeah. be a cameo? Yeah. I think it's just going to be a quick cameo. Oh. Really? I think it's going to be something. He's going to no, make it make You know, sense. he and Chewie. No, I think he and Chewie are going to have a recreation from uh, Last, Je- uh, Last Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Did you see what Kevin Smith wrote about this? Uh uh-uh. uh. He was like, if there's some way, some device, whether it be time travel or the power of the force, that allows Lando Calrissian to repeat his line from Empire Strikes Back, there's still time to save Han. Ooh. <laughs> I will kiss J.J. Abrams right on the fucking mouth. Uh, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny as hell. I don't think he's going to be... improbable. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be a whole like big thing. Yeah? I, th- I think it's going to be a quick cameo. You know, he'll, he'll play a part in the story. Uh, and he'll be kind of an outlier, but, but don't I don't think he's going to have a, a main plot. You don't line. think he'll? What about what if he comes back at the end to help save the day? No. What if he flies the nope. Millennium Falcon? Nope. Somewhere. In... Millennium Falcon's going to get trashed. Exactly. It's going to get destroyed. What if he's the? What if he pulls a holdo? Chewie's going to be the one that does it. I think so too. Chewie's going to be the one that that crashes. He, yeah. If if this thing ends the way I think fans envision it ending, <laughs> but we know <laughs> we saw how that turned out. In it's going to subvert some expectations here. Uh, no. I think that the natural progression that a lot of fans see mm-hmm. is that if you're going to get rid of the old, if we're if we're passing the torch on to the new guard, mm-hmm. then you need to let the old go. And the way that we let the old go is a ball of flame, a ball of flame, mm-hmm. uh, uh, apparently, because you can't just have like a character. And that's why like all these rumors about like Captain America, he's going to die in the next one. I'm like, oh, right. Maybe he doesn't die. Like, what if he just goes on living his yeah, life? He re- retires and just kind of. Gives up the mantle to Bucky, becomes, and Bucky becomes the new cab. He becomes or, General America. Yeah, <laughs> General America. <laughs> Corporal. <laughs> Major America. Major America. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Colonel America. <laughs> Try my chicken. Does it have to- <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, but I mean, I just don't see like people like Iron Man, you know, because Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do these anymore, mm-hmm. so he's gonna die. I'm like, what is that? As creative as you get, or that they have to die, or he just they could just stops. Yeah, he starts a family with Pepper. Mm-hmm. Why can't people have a happy ending? Why can't these characters have some happiness? Please. So, uh, so I think the same thing with like you know with Chewie. I think what we envision the poetic. How poetic it would be that he he gives his life. I still think he's going to die protecting Kylo Ren in some way. That would be nice. It, it, it might be nice. Because it would be. It <laughs> would be nice. Be Han's uh, son to have a Wookiee on your side. Presumably, like Kylo knew Chewie. Don't yeah. you think Chewie was around when he was a kid? Yeah. 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 So, but he doesn't like when he, when Chewie shoots him on the bridge. <laughs> he's there, not like ow, he's Chewie. Not like, Chewie. <laughs> well, I don't think it's... You don't really get to do that when you stab when Han Chewy. Solo through the heart and then let him Ow. fall off a bridge. And he's like, Chewie! <laughs> Quildor! Because it's like, uh, no, I swore a life debt to that guy. Because I think that's going to be that's going to be very deep and meaningful after what Kylo Ren has done. Right. If we see Chewbacca still have that yeah. that respect and love for he the Solo family, that he still believes that there's some something redeemable about yeah. him and does it. Um, so I would like to see Chewie survive, but I do think that that Millennium Falcon is right. going to Just crash and burn. No reason Lando couldn't be by his side. Co-pilot. Yeah, there's plenty of reasons. Well, let's do this thing. <laughs> I just don't think that What's Billy a, D. Williams is another? mobile enough to do much. <laughs> well, neither was uh, Peter Mayhew. That's why they've replaced him. Exactly. Yes. Well, maybe maybe he'll just be doing some mocap. <laughs> they didn't say he was actually going to appear on screen. <laughs> Yeah, that's he's right. Look, he's looking pretty rough, man. Oh, yeah, he is. Dude, he was on Dancing with the Stars a few Cold years. Cold 45. Like, yeah, up. about a couple years back, he was on Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. and he could barely move, oh, yet no. he kept getting advanced to like the next round because Aww. of all the Star Wars fans kept fucking voting, voting him, him up. up. <laughs> and like at some point, they ended up just like, Releasing him, <laughs> they said so. Like you know, he's he's got a, some medical problems, guys, so he's got to leave the show. I can't do this. They did not. I didn't think I was gonna make it past that R two D two dance. Um, yeah, so I I'm excited about it. I'm I can't wait to see what happens. I trust JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm excited, dude. I, I'm so sick of seeing this. I like I can't believe we're not past this yet. This fan backlash on the Last Jedi, even though like. It wasn't my favorite Star Wars movie. I think the pendulum is finally swinging the other way. And, yeah. and I think the tipping point was this. <laughs> when uh, they tried to fucking go yeah. fund me. Like, We're going to remake it remake the way the it should have been, man. And yeah. Ryan John's like, go ahead. Yeah, have fun. Can't wait to see that <laughs> film. Uh, but it's just, it's it's so stupid. It's so stupid to, to be that, to have that much vitriol built up about a movie. If you're not going to like a movie, that's fine. That's cool. If you don't like it because of this, it was it wasn't the story you wanted it yeah. to be. You didn't like the way that the characters ended up or played out. But like, I don't like the fat Asian chick. Right. Like yeah. that's fucked up, man. Now, don't be like that. Having said that, I would like to remake episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. Like if I could get if I could get funded, I would I would totally redo that. How would you do it? Uh, well, for, uh, listen to our episode one episode. There's a um, Ooh, that's meta. Yeah, that 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 is. No, there's a uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of like fan pages where people have kind of sure. like sh- given ideas of like what small changes they could have done to improve mm-hmm. the prequel movies, and those are interesting to seek out. Yeah, I want big changes. Um, okay, so getting back to Dragonheart. Oh yeah, the what movie did you're this all movie? <laughs> what did this came movie? here to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, this piece of. Uh, what did Dragonheart do right? Uh, the score you called it out early, Randall Randall Edelman, Randall Edelman, Randy Edelman. 
You um, got a friend in me. It was really one of my favorite posters back not in the nineties. That Randy, uh, but yeah, uh, memorable themes. Uh, I think my favorite has to be Dragon, the, the Bruce Lee story. But bam, this bam, one's bam. a close second, and yeah, you, you don't get used in twenty uh, odd movie trailers if uh, your music doesn't have some emotion behind it. And uh, and yeah, very hummable. Yeah, and uh, and and really elevated that last scene where Draco goes oh, up yeah. under the stars. You take that score out, you put something else in from Hans Zimmer just beating. On some drums, it's not nearly as uh, impactful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that there there are some really solid. There's production wise, there is some solid stuff that's kind of going on here. Oh, I think it looks like ugly. The, I think that some of the practical sets, <sighs> and that's that's kind of indicative of like that Raffaella and Dino De Laurentiis. Uh, film school, yeah. like they did a lot of like they did. Those are my, my favorite Ninja Turtles. I by know the way. they. I know <laughs> Raphael and, 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 and Dino. And Dino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, so they did. Um, they did a bunch of like sword and sorcery flicks. They yeah. did Beastmaster. In fact, they were the production house behind um, uh, Army of Darkness. Oh and, no way! Yeah, and and so they did a lot of a lot of movies like that. A lot of sword and sorcery flicks, and so you see some of that. I, I think that there there are some scenes that feel. A lot like Excalibur from the early '80s, like the, yeah. when they bring David Thewlis in to see the dragon and the way it's lit, okay. and the way you know the way that 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 feels, the composite of it, I'll give you that. The practical sets of like the castle and the and the cottages sure. and stuff, the thatch roof cottages. <laughs> I feel like there's something that's kind of fun there that. You know, even in Game of Thrones, you're not getting some of these practical. It just sets. wasn't shot. It wasn't very lit very well. It wasn't lit very. Inter- <laughs> no, the cinematography is pretty because there was it, flat and bland. it's very flat. I was about to say there's no depth to it. Yeah. But I give it credit for actually building these structures. Okay. And I think that's be- that's be- because they had to because this whole scene extension uh, CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the maturity that we're at now was not. It wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So look I, at the dragon. I give it credit for 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 doing that, but you know. The score is pretty great. Yep. The score to this movie is awesome. Almost too good for the material, yes. would you say? Oh, yes. Not almost. It transcends. I mean, obviously, Definitely. it transcends. Uh, so, yeah, the, there's some production stuff that it did well, but the score was just fucking phenomenal. I agree. Uh, what did this movie do wrong? Uh, yeah, I'm going to put it on Dennis Quaid. I think he was miscast. I don't even... It doesn't even come down to the accent for me. I'm fine if you got somebody else in there doing an American accent. It's not about the accent. I just didn't believe his character. Yeah. So it's partially the way he was written, but then he didn't he didn't really bring anything to it. Uh, there was not. I, I did not find him endearing. He wasn't somebody that I was rooting for. Um, I was actually kind of rooting against him. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm rooting for the dragon, but I just wanted the dragon to eat him. The Connery dragon had more humanity than yeah, the, the Bowen character. character did. There was there was nothing to him. There was no depth. There was no backstory. There. If he's going to be your protagonist, you have to build him. We need to learn about him. We need to know what's ma- what makes him tick. Uh, and I, I might, I don't know, man. I might tout a little too much the save the cat thing. But th- mm. th- we never have that moment with the character where we're like, oh, this is clearly the hero of our story. You know, he, he has got, even when he's spouting the code, spouting code doesn't make you the righteous hero. Yeah, his actions do it's, not yeah. live up to that. No. All right. So mm. uh, while I thought that this had a, a decent story and that the execution the execution left a lot to be desired obviously um the performances are super uneven and as we discussed just downright bad in some places uh the story prevented us from truly becoming engaged in what was going on and what was you know this it could have been something a lot deeper uh and so i think that's kind of what this movie did wrong was just 
the way that the story was executed, the way that we finally decided to to produce this story, produce this film, it was done in such a way that like it it, it didn't engage the audience. Everything was so from like you said, the way that it was filmed, the way that the characters are portrayed, and just the the story itself, it's also shallow. It's yes. also thin. Yep. It feels like if you put too much weight on any part of it, mm-hmm. it's just going to break apart. Empty calories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I, that's what it did wrong. And I guess in the <laughs> when it comes to movies, that's doing everything wrong. <laughs> that is yes. pretty much doing everything wrong. Like you have a good, like you said, you have a decent cast here in this movie and a good premise. Whether we didn't really like Dennis Quaid in the role, he's a good actor. Sure. Uh, just not here. We've seen him be good in other things. Dina Meyer, not really that great, but Ooh, yeah, her, there are plenty of other good performers that are a part of this movie mm-hmm. that are doing fucking Jason Isaacs in yeah, this movie where they talk nice. about like, you know, what are you going to do next? Tax, oh, shall I travel with you, Mr. Bone? Sure. Roads free until they decide to tax it. I do love and that. And then they cut over to Jason Isaacs and he's like, we tax the roads. <laughs> it's, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I like and that. I think that has everything to do with these performers, like their delivery. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you get. The It's not the entire package. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on, but this is just, it, it, this movie is a, a mess. fucking mess. Yeah. It is a fucking mess. Agreed. Uh, if we were going to remake oh. Dragonheart, which is now seen, what, it's fourth sequel? I was just going to say, they had a, a series of I guess it's become a bit of a cult classic there's yeah. three directed TV directed TV directed DVD sequels and yeah. they are talking about a reboot Dude, like uh, trying to get funding for another theatrical is, uh, run of Dragonheart I don't know man what's funny is when I went back to recast mm-hmm. I had recast Patrick Stewart as the voice of my dragon oh yeah only to find out that he is the voice of the dragon in the newest Dragonheart movie oh shit well there goes my recast oh did it really <laughs> I did the same thing too Really? Yeah. Uh, well, hey, great minds think alike. Because I looked him up to like look up his films, and I went, "Oh, all right. Oh, he's the voice of a dragon in the Dragon Heart." Be doing another recast there. All right. So, if we were going to remake it, Joel, Shit. I'm putting you on the spot. All right. How would we do it? Who do you want to oh, start well, with? Well, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven people. All right. Uh, I have five. Oh, okay. Starting with Kara. I have Queen Aslan. Did oh. you recast Queen Aslan? No, but uh, I can do it. Let's do it. Uh, I went with Emma Thompson. Ooh, yeah. I like that a lot. Uh-huh. Of course you do. Who doesn't like Emma Thompson? I'm do a Dame Judi Dench. That's really good too. All Who right. doesn't like Dame Judi Dench? Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have Lord Felton because I love Jason, oh, Jason Isaacs in this movie. That nice. Uh, did you recast him? I did not. I went with uh, Michael Fassbender. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. he's got the look. Uh, he's got let the me look. See what I could do. Um, I will do. Johnny Depp. Just, okay, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. There we go. Uh, all right. So, so Kara. <laughs> she pretty good. Are, are the character the Dina Cara. Meyer redhead? Mm-hmm. Who do you have? Uh, I I have two here, but uh, I started off thinking like Millen Ackerman. Because I was like, do you not like your movie? She's you not know, a very, you yeah, well, I, if, if we're doing a one for one, I was like, who else is easy on the eyes but not that strong of an actress? And that's Millen Ackerman. But, you know, I, I want to elevate my version. Uh, Listen, there's a giant monkey. <laughs> She's so bad. She's really bad in that movie. Uh, so I'm going to elevate it with uh, Carrie Russell. How about that? Oh. Speaking of Star Wars Episode Nine, did yeah. you hear that? Dude, and as soon as they announced her for the cast, they're like, raise mom. Raise mom. I'm like, what? get over Maybe, it. Just let's, can we Let move it on? go. She's probably, she's just going to be a whole other character. Yes. Let's just wait. 
Guys, let's just wait for the movie to come out. I love that. And I know that's so fucking, it's hypocritical because I'm like, what do you think? Do you think Chewie's going to... I know, but, but I'm like, just, just, just be a little more creative than that. Yeah. Clearly, they're not going that direction, guys. We could build a bigger world. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, I went with Karen Gillan as my Kara. Ooh, I like her a lot. Another redhead. Yeah. Uh, who do you have next? Uh, Gilbert of Glockenspur. Brother Gilbert of Glockenspur. The Pete Postlethwaite character. Yeah. I went with uh, Martin Freeman. Simon Pegg. Oh, nice. I think both of those both hey, of those guys would be great in that role. strong. I mm-hmm. like yours better, I think. King Einan? King Einan. David Thewlis. Sleazy uh, king of what? whatever land they're in. Yes, this yes. land. Yes. He's got really weird lips. He has like triangle mouth. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yeah, the, he does. The, the top lip kind of comes down like it's a beak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a, a, an actor. And, and I find this true with a lot of Brits. <laughs> he definitely is an actor. That's true. <laughs> yes, he, that's true as well. Uh, I find this true with a lot of Brits. Like, they just get better looking the older they get. Oh, yeah. Like him, Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, wow, you got, you got David uh, David Bowie looks... Well, not not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> but, Pete Postles. Pete Postles. Uh, <laughs> Pete, Pete Posthumously. Posthumously. <laughs> Well, hopefully that same will ring true for uh, Domhnall Gleeson, because he is a pasty... Oh, I like Domhnall Brit. Gleeson. Yeah, he's good. For King Einan, mm-hmm. James McAvoy. Mm. I wanted someone to be kind of squirrely and... That's and, strong, though. Yeah. But he can be menacing. Did you see... No, Split? I didn't see that fucking stupid movie. You're going to have to see That it. they've done the fucking poster now for, like, Glass, Unbreakable, yeah. and Split, like, all three of them together. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck. You're going to have to see it. Coming that. soon to an episode of the editing bay. Is it? <laughs> we... <laughs> We've already done Unbreakable. That's right. So we're going to do Split. We're going to do all three of them, man. Oh, man. Leading up to it. All right. So do you, you have Bowen next or Draco? Uh, I have Draco. Okay. Draco. The, I'm the last dragon. Well, since I can't do Patrick Stewart, which um, would have been spot on, uh, mm. I'm going to do Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen's good. Another X-Man. Ian McKellen is really good. I went with John Cleese. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Yeah. He doesn't do a lot of drama. I want No, because mine isn't really going to be much of a drama. It's going to be more of kind of a... A dark comedy. Oh, ooh, I a, like that. A, a twisted dark comedy. Okay. Who's your uh, your Bowen? My Bowen, I'm going Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Uh, Judge Dredd himself. Jason Momoa. Ooh, strong. Yeah. Man. Oh, I think great. Jason Momoa, if there was any bright spot mm-hmm. of that terrible Justice League movie, oh, yeah. I think Jason Momoa was definitely one of them. Like I, I enjoyed his performance, and I was afraid I wasn't going to. Mm. Uh, just... Being me and not knowing the man personally <laughs> and just kind of seeing things like internet stories and stuff like that, I like to imagine that Seems this, like a really this cool big, dude. beautiful man is a total douchebag. But then I see stories and I'm like, yep. oh, this guy's a cool dude. He's like a pretty cool guy. That guy seems like a really cool like John dude. John Santa. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and I think that he'd bring a lot of personality to this. Obviously, someone that... It, can act. I mean, we've seen him in Game of Thrones. He played Cal yep. Drogo in Game of Thrones, except he didn't have to speak English. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think he's someone that could be convincing in this role. Um, Hell yeah, who man. do you have for your, your Bowen again? Uh, you, I went Carl, with Carl Urban. Urban. Carl Urban. Um, mine directed by Kerry, uh, Terry Gilliam. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, All right. So that yeah, way we've got that kind of that dark comedy thing. Sean Cleese. He's worked with John Cleese before. Of course. I went with Kenneth Branagh. Really kind of bring his uh, Shakespearean background into it, but also uh, I, I like him as a director. I, I liked that first Thor movie. Well, I liked what he was <laughs> mm-hmm. able to do with that first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. And then I liked the remake of uh, Murder, Murder on the Morning Express. Express that came out last year. Check it out, man. I like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the whole thing. I think that there were some... 
there was definitely some vanity going on. That was a way. vanity project for Kenneth has, Branagh. He definitely has a voice, uh-huh. uh, and and I like when he injects his voice into uh, into movies. I like good. to see him inject something into this film. His um, damn. His film Dead Again is one of my favorites. You've I fucking mentioned that love several that movie. times. We need to do that. He uh, he does a good job, and I believe that's a Kenneth Branagh directed film. Um, all right, guys. Here we go. What would you do what <laughs> if you, you could do? if you could recast Dragonheart? What are your thoughts of Dragonheart? Uh, you could share your thoughts, share your opinions. If there's uh, something that we've skipped over, which I'm sure there is, uh, because I had a bunch of notes that I still didn't touch on. Really? And I was like, fuck this. It's not even worth talking about wow. this. Uh, but if you have stuff that you want to talk about, let us know on our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay. Uh, or in the search function, put in editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And, uh, and talk back to us and let us know uh, what your thoughts are and what you think we should talk about in the future. Some of your favorite bad movies. We would love to check those out. Uh, we've also got a website, Rachel. We sure do. It is not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it. Anytime you need to know anything about Editing Bay, what's our Facebook page, what is our uh, Twitter handle, which, by the way, it is at The Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what movies are coming up in the following weeks. And, in fact, today, just today, Joe, I updated... Uh, our schedule for the rest of July. Oh, yeah. So follow us at The Editing Bay. You can Holy be one shit. of the few who know uh, what our, our uh, p- podcast schedule will be. Uh, so that's uh, at The Editing Bay, and you can find that and much more on editingbay.com. On your podcasting app, we would love it if you'd leave us a rating and a review. Five-star rating uh, would obviously be... Uh, the best <laughs> that's what we would prefer uh and uh and you know give us some feedback let us know what you think about the podcast uh what what you like what you if, even if there's something that you don't like if it's legit legit criticism not like you know i don't like the way joe fucking laughs it's so fucking stupid <laughs> i hate that he doesn't like a movie that i like <laughs> i it's, do hate that actually. It's, <laughs> uh but yeah give us uh let us know what you think about the show and give us a, a rating and a review I would really appreciate that. So next week, yes, uh, I'm going to. Uh, I don't know if I can pull rank since we're like equal partners in this thing. Nah, but I'm going to pull rank because uh, next week is my little girl's birthday. Oh, yeah. how was you turning three? Going to turn three, Aww. dude. And I have. The, I showed you the video before we went on, <laughs> and I put this on Facebook. Uh, so I like to throw some dad jokes at my daughter. Yeah, you do. And uh, and I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast last week, but I have a dad joke that I ask her. It's like, hey, uh, Harper, what is a duck's favorite snack? And she'll ask her, go, what? And I go, quackers. And she will crack the fuck up. So I was just shooting video because I wanted to get a video of her laughing her ass off at this joke again. And so I'm filming her and I go, hey, Harper, what is a duck's favorite treat or favorite snack? And she looks and she just goes, quackers. <laughs> She's on and to you, she, buddy. And I was like, what the fuck? She just beat me to the punchline of this, this dad joke. They remember. It's so fucking great. So uh, next week is her birthday week. Uh, and in honor of that, mm. uh, I would like to kind of do something. 16 candles. We, <laughs> we already did 16 <laughs> candles. Didn't we? Uh, Did we? Joe, you have yeah, a bad I'm habit. Man, when just, you get to 400 episodes of this podcast. Just because you've watched a film, Joe, does not automatically mean that we've done it on this podcast, okay? <laughs> we did that before this, too. We were, like, we were talking about frequency because we were talking about Dennis Quaid movies. That's right. And we we're like, we can't do another Dennis Quaid movie. We've next. already done it. It's like, we could do four in a row, a quad Quaid. <laughs> quad a Quaid quad. <laughs> uh but uh, but I was like, no, we've done we've we've done that. We did frequency, and nope. you're like, nope, we didn't. Sure I was like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did. And you check the list, like, nope, we didn't. <laughs> Thank God I have a list that <laughs> I, I can I'm reference, thankful. or else we would do episodes of like the same movies <laughs> over and over again. Uh, so no, I uh, I want to do Jersey Girl, Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl yeah. next week. A uh, story about a father and his daughter. Never seen it. 
Have you not? No. Wow. This is uh, and this that may be the first Kevin Smith film where I was like finally like off the wagon. I'd seen them all up into that point. Yeah. Because r- right before that was Jane's Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. And that's when I was like, fuck this Wait, guy, I'm out. Or was it Zach and Mary? No, Zach and Mary no, came after Because that's when I came back on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you've, you've won me back, Kevin Smith. <laughs> you've, you put Jeff Anderson and, and Jason Mewes in a, in a movie again. That's right. Uh, Although not a fan of Clerks 2. I like Clerks 2. <laughs> Right. Wow. Coming soon to an yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that But one. not before Jersey no, Girl. we're going to talk about Jersey Girl. Ben Affleck, uh, J-Lo, the, the late, great George Carlin. That's right. Liv Tyler. Liv Ty- the late, great Liv Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the little girl yeah. who ended up doing a season of uh, American Idol. Not American Idol, The Voice. Oh, really? She, yeah, she ended up on The Voice. No way. Um, so, yeah, Jersey Girl. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this because uh, there there are things to like about this movie. Uh-oh, is this going to make me cry? I think it might. You'll be crying. I think definitely, it, no. Right? I think it's going to make both of us cry. Oh, all right. at, at least at one point. Um, but no. yeah, we'll uh, we'll check out Jersey Girl. I don't think this is on streaming, so uh, find it however the fuck you can. Sure, I, and I have, <laughs> and I will. I appreciate that. Sure. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much, sir. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine, guys. We'll see you next week for Jersey Girl. <laughs> I saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, I saw it as well. Yeah. Let's discuss. Let's let's discuss. Now, Spoilers? Are we going to put this at the end? I don't know. What do you think? How, I think so. Yeah. Let's. Have let's, you gotten feedback on our uh, saving the spoiler no. stuff for no. the end of the? I don't talk to people about our podcast. I wonder if uh, I feel like you do. I feel like you you poll your friends. I really like, don't. Hey, I've got a question for you. No, but uh, <laughs> but people do reach out and, and they will tell me. Hey, listen to that episode. Who hey, that reaches was good. out? Nobody reaches out. Be, no. I, I did see <laughs> I the, the, the aforementioned Ryan Jenkins. Yeah. So he was like. He was like, I can't even listen to the rest of this Men in Black episode. <laughs> yes. I feel like I piss people off when I have a differing opinion. I try very hard to... It's not just a differing to, opinion, but that is a beloved sure. film, Joe. That's a 92% Okay, but I try tomatoes. to make sure that when I don't like a film, mm-hmm. when I don't agree... I don't judge other people for enjoying it. Right. But I don't like it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and it's I know it's you. even more frustrating when it's like... One of those movies that when I when I'm like I can't even describe why I don't like I just don't yeah, like it like it unbreakable just, it just doesn't read to me unbreakable uh, Men in Black like yeah. in just when it finally boils down to what matters it's just that when that film hits my eyes and ears it is just not pleasant to me yeah. I just don't enjoy the experience we all have our blind spots it's okay it's nothing to be ashamed <laughs> of. <laughs> For some no, people, it's Men in Black. Some people, other it's, people uh, it's American Ninja. For other people, like Stevie Wonder, it's just actually being it's blind. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> it's cars. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> that song is about him asking, is she lovely? Because I, <laughs> I can't see. I can't see. Let me, let me know. Uh, no, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Um, let's, let's, let's try to do a little spoiler free, and then if we get into it. If we get into it, we'll, we'll just throw it, throw it at the end. end. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about when they all ash away at the end? I, and, uh, <laughs> Dude, somebody posted a picture of like a, a Avengers puzzle. Yeah. Where like they put together the whole left side, but the right side they didn't finish. Oh, no. They're like, oh, look. <laughs> the puzzle's done. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, Dude, I was having a, a Thanos moment when I was driving into, uh, driving into work. Well, when I'm at... I work over near the Las Colinas area, and for people that don't live in DFW, mm-hmm. Las Colinas is kind of between Dallas and Irving. It's a bit of an armpit. It's a bit of an armpit. I mean, it's a great but city, and it's there's like good a, stuff going it's on. It's like but... the telecom corridor. Like It used to be Richardson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Richardson Plano used to be telecom corridor. Now everything's been moved to the east to La- or west to Las Colinas. Yep. 
Uh, One of the companies in my office is moving there. Fucking everybody works there. It's the busiest fucking roads, and there's never a good time to drive down those roads. But I'll tell you, the worst time is lunchtime. Oh, really? Fucking lunchtime. You can't get into a place. Oh, yeah? There's a Chick-fil-A over there. Oh, fuck that. And I was on my way to go see uh, our friend, Lauren Padilla. Uh, Had to go to the hospital. She had a... Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, gallstones. And uh, sorry if that's personal. <laughs> I'm just like throwing that out Cut there. Cut that part out, Jeff. Uh, but I went to visit her and I, I was on my way and I was like, is there anything I could do? Can I get you guys anything? She said, are you going to pass a Chick-fil-A? So I can make sure I do. Oh, no. And so she's like, I would love a tea. Just a large tea. <laughs> oh, no. Did you get one for John? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Don't worry about it. I'm on my way. Uh-huh. I go during lunchtime in Las Colinas. Mm-mm. There is a fucking line. <laughs> I mean, it's so long. There are so many people. Uh-huh. That they have a system at this Chick Fil A. Oh, they move fast. Where it's well, no, no, no. This they have a system where the drive-through is built like a corkscrew that goes around the building. Oh, interesting. So I circled the building twice <laughs> before I even <laughs> got, got to the thing to order it's and hilarious. then get to the window to get my food. They have little people out there with the iPads. Oh yeah. Oh dude, there was a guy out there who was directing cards. like as you were going through where there would be cross traffic. Mm-hmm. He was just like one of those dudes on the, from the Top aircraft Gun. carrier from Top Gun yeah. where he's like rolling his hands <laughs> and like doing the pointing and stuff. I was like, dude, you are enjoying this way too much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for about five minutes there, I was like, you know, if Thanos wanted to come to fucking Las Colinas and snap those fingers a couple times, <laughs> I'd be totally fine with this. That's dark. Yeah, I know. So that's when you start dumpster diving to find an empty uh, Chick-fil-A cup. Oh, yeah. And then you go uh, just, down to the 7-Eleven, buy some iced tea, and just <laughs> pour it in. She'll never know. She'll never know. It's she all in her head. She's like, is that a rat? I'm like, no, it's just, <laughs> just a tea bag. That's a tea bag. Yes. Uh, a furry tea bag. So, uh, no, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like a sex move, by the way. I liked it. Furry tea bag. It was a good sequel. Mm-hmm. It was a fairly solid sequel. There were a couple things about it that rubbed me kind of wrong. Yeah. That, uh, that I was like, well, that's a little goofy. I know the Ant-Man movies are kind of like the more, they're the lighter fare. Sure. But when you've got like a life-size ant that's like walking around or playing drums and shit. They, they, I'm like, uh. they do take some liberties with. Like, I wanted to go back and watch the first one and remind myself, like, how they're able to control them, like, with their minds. Yeah, because they're he's just like spewing out commands to ants. At one point, like Michael Douglas is directly he's talking to them like they're Chewbacca. Yeah, like he's like, you know, it doesn't go there. It goes, it goes here. over here. Yeah, and they're like, can they understand you? Like, right? what are the well, cognitive abilities the, of in these? the first movie? They had the ear thing that I they get put it, in, but do they need to speak then? They speak for the audience. It's for the audience right. to understand what's going on. I get it, but I need but to understand. it's more like the mental, like, it's mental commands. All right, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> even that, that seems a little more far-fetched than the shrinking sci-fi. Like, that I will get behind. Yeah, I'll but get behind like, the, the pin particles and stuff like that. Now we can talk to the animals, walk with the animals. Walk with the animals. <laughs> so, one of the things that does confuse me is that one of the, the science that was established in the first movie mm-hmm. is that, like, when he shrinks... He still has that, like, the power of a full-grown oh, person. That's right. It, because of the pin particles. Mm-hmm. Um, so what confuses me is when they shrink down, like, the office, <laughs> and they're rolling it around, like, furniture is getting thrown that's around the other, inside there. I was thinking that, too. So when they, like, blow it back up to normal size, like, the roof should get blown the fuck off <laughs> Yeah, of exactly. Um, yeah, I thought about that, too. Does it have its own gravity I, to keep it from... Because uh, it gets thrown around. According to the science a established lot. in the first movie, no. Yeah. No, it should react the same way people do. I thought uh, so, too. And, uh, and it doesn't. A small nitpick, I think, in the realm of, a, of a, what is a, a really fun superhero movie I like it coming lot. on the heels of, of Infinity War. It is the solo to... Yes. To... 
you know, Infinity Wars The Last Jedi. There you go. You know, it's... A little lighter fare. Yeah. A little fun. I like that they brought back um, one of my favorite uh, moments, the, the Michael Pena moments, where yeah. he would be telling a story, and we would do <laughs> a he's flashback. Doing the <laughs> but you, yes. But you hear his voice, but you're seeing other people lip sync, yeah. a la, like, drunk history or something. Uh-huh. It is played up a little bit more this time around, though. Yeah, where, where he like he meets uh, Scott Lang in prison, and like right, Al, Al, Paul Rudd is doing like faces and shit while he's doing yeah. the voice. Yeah, and I don't remember that happening in the first movie when they would go through the story. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. It may, they may have been playing a little more straight, but I appreciated that. I appreciate Evangeline Lilly do like her best Chicano. <laughs> it did not play as well as the. What I am assuming was the Edgar Wright scripted ones from the first movie. Right. There is a difference. Like, you, you watch this one, you're like, oh, that's cute. But it's not as, like, it doesn't have that energy, that momentum yeah. that the Edgar Wright ones do. But I do, you say, you say that, like, Edgar Wright actually directed that movie. Uh, no, he but, he, but, but he wrote it. And you can still absolutely. tell someone's voice on a page when right. they shoot it like that. Right. Um, but I like that they didn't lean on it. Because the first no, movie did it twice. They only did it once. This one they did it once. It was get in and get out. Hey, mm-hmm. remember that time and, and moved on. I thought yeah. it was a very pretty tight script for as many characters and plot lines as they had going on. It was a tight script. It, I had a lot of questions, and they're dumb questions. Like, how did Michelle Pfeiffer survive that long? Uh, yeah. Like, how, did she need to eat? Did she like yes? And where did she make her cloak? Like I understand, like her little sword thing that she had was made yeah, out of her wings. Out of her wings, yeah. But how did she? She had like a cloak in this like microbiotic world. Yeah. And, where did that come from? Yeah. Where 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 did it? It would have been from? nice to see like a little makeshift cot, like a little uh, treehouse or something she had. And uh-huh. yeah, but I guess not, <laughs> not a lot of twigs and berries. Right. Down but there. like everybody else who went, you know, subatomic. Mm-hmm. Was going nuts. They were losing their minds yeah. as they were doing that. She'd been there for thirty years. But I mean, how did she not lose herself and 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 able In to the kind music, of reach out? The moment you know it, <laughs> mom spaghetti. <laughs> uh, th- there's a throwaway line in there where she talks about uh, having to adapt, and oh, it's part of evolution um, mm-hmm. that I feel like they're gonna tap into in the yeah. next. I don't know. Is there another Ant Man? I don't know, man. They 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 ended with such a great cliffhanger with a giant ant playing the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking the the post credit sequence, not the mid credit. Right, one. right. The mid credit one was fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Like, Did you not see that for, coming? No, because I forgot. Like here, what? like there's a weird thing about this movie. Like oh, I, I completely, I completely forgot, and I was like, okay, well, I'm having fun with this. This is great. And then like when no one answered on the radio, that's when I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Oh, and I was afraid that we were going to come back to it and, like, the building had been destroyed or something. Yeah. And they had... Uh, wow. But... See, I, I was sitting there at home and be waiting for that moment. But I, I, I had read ahead of time that they were going to somehow tie it in. And you yeah. know where, where they were. Now we just need to figure out where uh, uh, Jeremy Renner is. Uh-huh. The, what's his... The archer. Hawkeye? The Hawkeye. There you go. So that, that brings <laughs> up my, my final question okay. uh, of, from the Ant-Man and the Wasp. $50 questions. The, um, so where is this subatomic plane? Uh, what did they call it in the movie? Uh, the the something realm. Yeah, the, the I, I can't earth, remember what it was. Particle realm. But it, it seems like particle they, realm because she went realm. subatomic in a missile. Mm-hmm. But then they were able to just make a tunnel that goes into the subatomic realm. Yeah, and so they could just access it anywhere. So that means. They could travel like through space and time through yeah, this realm. I was confused about that too. It's like we found her. Like really in uh, uh, in this microscopic world, like she's 
in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> or it's somewhere that you can go in this city. Yeah. Like, yeah, last time we saw her, she was in the sky uh-huh. when she'd been blown around. She'd been in the atmosphere somewhere. Right? Yeah. And she was no, no. That's not that type of movie. Let's not get caught up in the details. Right, and, but see, that's kind of the problem. Yeah. It's like some of those things I... And the only reason I'm asking those questions is because I'm trying to understand the implications of what this means as we tie it in with Infinity War. Right. How is Ant-Man going to kind of play into this? How is him being in this other realm going to somehow affect the story of what's going on with Infinity War? I see, and I think they just use that as a nice cliffhanger. That's a nice way to introduce what happened. Oh, like, oh my God, he's stuck there. But I have a feeling the next time we see him, it's going to be like, oh, um, there's a fail-safe, and if nobody responds in three well, minutes he, he, he automatically gets pulled he, out of he it. grew himself at the end of the first movie when he went subatomic out of the that's and right, then he good just point. like yeah like so grew back he'll again. probably be able to get out of it fairly easily i'm hoping though that they're able to do something a little more creative with it i'm hoping that they're yeah. able to use him being in this realm mm. to somehow find himself Effect. in the soul gem oh like and that's where he he finds gamora like Somehow Ant-Man finds fucking Gamora in the Soul Gem world. Interesting. And is like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? And uh, I don't know. I like that idea. I liked Ant-Man interacting with the rest of the heroes in Civil War. Yeah. And I really want more of that. I would like to see some more of that. I I need to see Ant-Man and Doctor Strange. I need to see Ant-Man and Thor. Like, I need to see that happen. Ant-Man and Rock, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> oh! Like, all this shit. I, I want to see that because I feel like he's <laughs> Rocket so, would try to eat him. He's so left out. I want to see more of this. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked that the, um, like the villain of the movie mm-hmm. wasn't someone else that was in a shrinking suit. Like, like right. the well, Iron already Man done thing that. and the first Ant-Man and, and Black Panther yeah. where like, the villain is somebody who has the same exact abilities as right. this person. Yeah, You can only do that once. I like how they balance the story with Evangeline Lilly. Mm-hmm. I thought that she's she was great, great as Wasp. I, I missed her. Um, Just in film and TV in general. Yeah, she's... She's so good. She is. She really is good, and it's it's nice to see her have a role like this. Yeah, not uh, wasted. And then and then Peter get Jackman. leafed away. Oh, <laughs> I mean, just get leafed away. Like that is it is kind of frustrating that that's what Marvel's chosen to do with Black Panther. Uh, with yeah, uh, who's the what's the other new new of uh, Spider Man? Spider Man. Like, yeah, they take these two one these, movie these new characters, Doctor Strange. These new that's characters. Right. And they leaf them away, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, dude! Well, you it, just gave Evangeline Lily. Yeah. You just made her wasp, and now she's leafed." It's hard to take any of that stuff. Is that what we're using now? The verb we're yeah. leafing, leafing. Yes. Oh yeah. You you got leafed. You got leafed, bro. Um, you got Thanos. <laughs> uh, it's hard to take any of it seriously, knowing that just like that, they're gonna they're gonna bring dude, them all back. Somehow, half the population just died. When oh you no! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, not our listeners. Now you've got to snap with your other hand. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> can you snap uh, with your other hand? I can, yeah. Oh, you're ambidextrous snapper. N- not, yes. <laughs> I'm snapper. Snabidextrous, whatever. Yeah. Fuck that. Hashtag snabidextrious. That's, that's the Mr. Furious in me. I try, I'm like, oh, I could do something funny and then just completely <laughs> fall on my face. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.